Survivor specialist Phil and Alexa are back with our Survivor 43 episode nine predictions and power rankings. And boy, has it been a damn long time. But finally, for the first time since some time long ago, we have a guest on our podcast. We are joined today by Zach Wurtenberger from Survivor 42, who sprung the Romeo uh final three story it was all because of zach if it wasn't for him romeo gets voted out first instead of going to final three zach you're here to talk all about season 43 but i always want to ask this right away now that you're watching a season for the first time after playing how has your perspective changed on things if at all and are you enjoying it more the same less how you feeling um Thank you. Well, first of all, what an opening. <laughs> I'm so happy for Romeo. Love that for him. I will say also, I don't think Romeo goes first if uh, I'm not there. Hmm. I think he played he played very well at the start. Um, I've been um, I've been really enjoying watching this season. It isn't the first time that I've watched a season since playing because that was actually 41, and I felt like 41 was the first time where I like. I got to get like some of the weirdness out of seeing it and being like, oh, that's my beach. Oh, I relate to that player. Oh, I'm jealous mm -hmm. of that player. Like that was kind of my experience watching 41. Um, and this one is a lot more chill, I would say. It kind of just feels like I'm watching Survivor again, just with the like added fun of being a like alum and mm -hmm. either getting to tweet about it or like, you know. If I'm really curious about something, being able to like text one of the people and be like, why'd you do that? Yeah. You've got a golden Twitter account. I've got to say, you've really, from the start, been nailing it on Twitter. Oh, thank so nice you. job I, there. Yeah, it's a dream come true. I couldn't have asked for anything more from Survivor. <laughs> it's really what you expected when you first sent in that video. Um, yeah. Well, Zach, you asked earlier if this was live. Here's This is how live it is. We have Leslie here from wow. watching from Nairobi, Kenya. So that tells wow. you just how live this is. So we're internationally famous. Um, and now you are, you are too now, um, even that's though you awesome. were before us. So that's fine. But so we're talking about season 43. They are at the final 10. Now you've had the experience of playing with people. You were out early. So maybe you didn't, you weren't a part necessarily of so much of the drama that went on the Island that caused a lot of negativity and then turns into a positive, maybe when people leave, but we have been seeing a lot of people on social media on Reddit this season kind of just being down about the cast or the season as a whole or this, that, whatever. And now we're starting to kind of see some of the players standing up for each other, standing up mm -hmm. for just their season in general. What do you think it is about that where like some of these people who seem like they just don't like each other on the island are still like, all right, that's enough. It's time to, to be a little bit more positive about this. Is that season like you want like the pride in your season or is that just the how close the cast get that we just don't know? Um, that's a really interesting question. I haven't thought about that in terms of the people standing up for each other. Cause I have noticed that I think what we're seeing it with like Carla is getting some pushback in terms of like, you know, People are getting pushed back in terms of just like voting out more women on the season and the players are kind of coming together. There was a thing with Dwight, I remember as well, where people were mm -hmm. kind of standing up for Dwight. And one, it's really great. I think it does show that like, um, you know, as much as it is a game for the vast majority of people who play it, like they are people and they make friends from this show and they make connections and they make like these lifelong connections and they're all going through the exact same experience right now. So in a way, they're kind of unified, especially when a lot of the criticism this season has been not like directed at just one person, but directed at the cast. Like there's been a lot of criticism mm -hmm. of like, 
voting out all of the women and whatever. So that's like criticism directed basically towards everyone that's still in the game. And I think with that, they're kind of able to unify. I mean, if I were to give them any advice, I would say that like, as soon as you start reading negativity about yourself online, if it's like actively like affecting your day, just turn it off. I mean, mm -hmm. I like after my episode aired, I literally didn't go online for like a full week just because I didn't like I knew that there were going to be like negative things said about me and I didn't want to read them. So I didn't. Um, and at the same time, I remember when I was voted out, uh, Swathi posted like she totally broke the contract and whatever, <laughs> posted a really nice message about like how, you know, great she thought I was. And that meant so much to me. So yeah. it's the combination of like unifying and like kind of standing together as a cast and also these people just genuinely liking each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think what's, what's extra difficult about why people aren't liking this cat, liking this season is it's completely different reasons. Some people think it's boring, but mm -hmm. there's a lot of advantages and some people like, you know, it's just, I think people are just always going to have a problem with, modern day survivors sort of like what we were talking about earlier mm -hmm. and you got to just appreciate it out there I think this is a really fun cast and yeah. sure there's a mild pagonging going on but a few seasons ago we were complaining about how there's no alliances so mm -hmm. we got to pick a lane mm -hmm. and and what do you think about this season as a whole Zach are you do you have burner accounts that are just saying how terrible this season is or do you like it a lot <laughs> Bring back Zach. yeah <laughs> no no I don't have any I don't have any burner accounts unfortunately um actually oh, yeah. I, do. I do but i don't post anything on them i get or that. a stalking account um but i in terms of this season for me i've been enjoying it i if i were to like compare it to a season in survivor history i would compare it to like kind of like a heroes healers hustlers where it's been consistently good like i've been enjoying and this is like before the finale because when you talk about heroes healers hustlers everyone only thinks about the finale mm -hmm. but throughout the season i remember consistently being like this is good this is fun i like the people on there but they haven't had like they haven't had their standout episode there hasn't been that one moment yet in this season that people will be talking about you know when they talk about the season they'll be talking about that moment and mm -hmm. i'm hoping that, that will come sometime in the merge hopefully when cody plays his idol hat that could yeah. that could do it. That might be which is in yeah. Jesse's I don't have right be the best moment of the season up to this point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I agree. And 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 I, I think that's a really good point because while I'm really enjoying this season, there isn't that that moment. You're right. Like I was just rewatching uh Palau and at the final seven of that season when the women are trying to vote out Tom and Karen just sucks. Like that whole episode. <laughs> You forget how good that episode is because the boot attached to that episode is very boring. Like it's Stephanie. It's it's you see it coming from a mile away. But that episode is so epic and it's just incredible. And Stephanie was the story of that season. So there's a couple moments there with this season. What is that gigantic, gigantic thing that we've seen so far? I think it's just been consistent. And now if we can start to get that run, because you think about a season like Micronesia, one of the best seasons of all time. And what did it do before final 10? Not really anything. And then it went on one of the greatest streaks in the history of the show. So there's still definitely the potential. Um, but yeah. we'll see how it goes with this. Double I feel point. like, I feel like up to this point, like 42 had their big moment by episode three, like with the Jenny vote. Mm -hmm. And that was where people were like talking like, Oh my God, what's going on? 41 had it at the merge with the Sydney boot. Mm -hmm. So I think it's maybe just taking a little bit longer to have that like jaw dropping episode. this yep. season. Yeah. Yeah, Definitely. I can't believe you brought up the Sydney boot here. Okay. Anyway, so <laughs> I um, feel like this episode, and this is not to like unhype us, 
this episode probably wouldn't be the jaw-dropping moment. I feel like the way that these double tribals have gone is there's one boot that's kind of saucy, and then the second one kind of just follows suit in a much more mm-hmm. chill way. How, however, 42 had the um, Roxroy into Drea Marianne playing the idol. So that like, so yeah. there can still be big moments, but that wasn't really a gameplay. Then Tori went home and it was kind of like a, okay, Tori yeah. went like, that wasn't unexpected. We'd been waiting for Tori to go from really early on in that season. But I do think that there's still the potential, but will we get, will we get that kind of water cooler moment um, that we didn't get or that we did get last season at the final 10 that we didn't get in season 41 at the final 10. I, I wonder what will happen, or maybe we will just get something really epic where, a big name player will go home with an idol sitting in their pocket. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's possible. It's what I'm rooting for. I think it would be really fun. Um, I also think that it's possible that we're a week shy of that. And that's mm-hmm. happening at final eight like that. I could really see like this being the, we're going back into like the real survivor, the annals, um, this being like the South Pacific, like Dawn and Whitney boot where it's just, mm-hmm. we need to like, get rid of a few more of the minority players so that we can like really see them attack each other. Yep. Yeah. I think, I think you're probably right. What we'll see how that breaks down because what does that really mean? We don't know what the five, five split is sometimes like inside survivor will have that or post that or something. And maybe it'll happen tomorrow, but we don't have it at the time of recording this. So we're going completely in the dark. I'm this is one where I always base it on edit and then I just get eye rolls pretty much out the, out the wazoo. So um, Zach, I know you probably know, right? You've you've maybe listened once, but I told um, Zach that I usually come prepared and you don't, so he can pick and choose based on who he likes more. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So we have I we have a list. Okay. <laughs> so I didn't. So you like Alexa more. That was easy. Check mark for Alexa. Same with most people. <laughs> um, so we rank them one to ten. One being the safest. Ten being who you think is going to go home. I'm obviously going to ask you who you think is winning and all of that fun stuff. As ten is the safest, and one is going home. No, no, no. One is the safest. Ten oh. is going home. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. but that's fun, though. Maybe we should. <laughs> for you, otherwise. we'll mix it around and we'll really confuse the people who are playing the game. <laughs> oh, and yeah. for those who are participating, who are $20 patrons, I actually have the score updates for the Power Rankings game. I know. I know. It's getting hot in here. <laughs> so I will read those off at the end, and I will also read off the um, fantasy game standings, which Ian Moore had picked the worst fantasy team in the history of fantasy teams. He had uh, – Ellie, Geo, Lindsay, Neca, and Justine all on his team. So wow. woof, woof. Good for him. <laughs> Ian Good normally work. is in it. Good too. for Ellie. Is, yeah. Exactly. Love that for Ellie. <laughs> yeah, Ellie <laughs> made the kind of merge. Being being the MVP of that team. I mean, that that says a lot about that. But all right. I'm gonna start with you, Zach. Who do you have as the safest person going into this double boot? So this was an interesting prompt because I'd actually did it in a different way. And then I realized like, wait, hold on. Um, Cause I was like looking at winners and stuff, but in terms of safest, I think that the safest person going into next week is Sammy. All right. I feel like Sammy is the person who, if, if the seven is going to stay strong, they're going to stay strong with Sammy. And if a move is going to be made, it is going to be made with Sammy. But I don't think there's a world whatsoever where Sammy goes home at this 10 or nine. It's so funny you say that because the initial reaction to that in my mind was Zach, that is horrible. That's a terrible take. But then when you really think about it, I feel like you're spot on with this because it reminds me of Tommy in 39 where Tommy gets stuck with the four women at this split. 
and it is the most obvious Tommy is going home. He doesn't have immunity. Tommy's done. Goodbye. See you later. And yet he just used his social game to make it happen. And Sammy last week showed that he is willing to play the game with whoever is willing to play with it. Like he is willing to bounce over to the minority side here. Really, you would think, oh, he's a threat. We have the numbers. Let's vote him out. But if for some reason it were to be that the three women got on the same tribe and there were two men and they wanted to vote out one of the men and just team up because they were tired of watching the women go home. Mm-hmm. Sammy's not going to be the guy they choose out of the two that are sitting there pretty much in any scenario. No. And I think that Sammy's playing a uh, pretty amazing social game just in terms of like always being in the know, always being with the numbers. Um, I, I really like, I'm really impressed with him and I really don't, I, I was like trying to think of like the the combination of five it would take to get Sammy out, and I re I really don't see it. And I think Sammy, even though last week he technically didn't get what he wanted, he very well could have reacted completely differently and try to force his way into voting the way he wanted. But he put the feeler out there, tried to rally the troops. They didn't work, so then he ended up pulling back. And I think that's. Mm-hmm. I assume that's really difficult to do. And I think that's definitely a testament to him as a player. Mm-hmm. I yeah, agree. The only, the only worry I have with Sammy, like not in terms of getting voted out, because I don't think he'd get voted out, is just he is kind of possibly putting himself into a position where he is like, kind of like a Xander position, where he's the one person from his tribe that's getting picked off that could make it to the end. And mm-hmm. you kind of think sometimes like that that person, the one remaining person on their tribe, you know, has historically gotten the votes. But I think we've also seen like with Mike, like with Xander, that there's some level of like frustration at that player for flipping on their tribe and flipping on mm-hmm. their alliance and that they don't get rewarded at the end. So yeah, and Romeo was the zero vote finalist being the last one remaining. I think he was the they, that was the earliest tribe to only have one person remaining or maybe it was Mike's. But either no, it way, was Romeo's, yeah. It was Romeo's. Yeah. So it, it kind of depends. Once you get into that, I'm the last person here. That's tough. I just think that with that Baca group of Gabler and Owen and Sammy, I feel like they have built up Owen a lot at this point. Gabler, I wouldn't be surprised to see go home this week or next week or the week after. Like really Gabler's kind of at his point now where I think he's in his window to go home. But mm-hmm. Owen, I feel like was built up so much last week. And he did end up winning immunity, but how often do we see somebody built up this much to win immunity? Not that often. So Mm -hmm. um, maybe that can help Sammy with Sammy going through this game. But I, 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 that's an interesting number one. I don't think many people have put Sammy at number one all season long, Alexa. Well, it's, it's just staying alive, right? It's not winning. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's for this week. I am Phil. You're, you're either going to be horrified or or Mike Gabler at number one. I actually think he's probably going to be okay this week. It's a little bit of the edit thought, like what you were saying, Phil. Gabler has had such a season. I cannot imagine he goes out in a double boot. Um, And even if it is um, four people from this group of seven plus Gabler, we have seen enough descent within that group where if Cassidy and Ryan are together, she might try to use Gabler to get rid of Ryan. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, if James and Owen are there, there's a lot of tension between them. There are enough reasons to not get rid of Gabler right now. And I actually think he's going to be fine this week. So I don't think he'll have much agency, but he also, there was a secret scene that came out. He is the one who tipped Owen off to end up voting for Janine. Um, and so they still have each other. So 
I'm I'm all in on Mike Gabler this week. Yeah, Alex, Alexa, it brought a tear to my. It only took you nine weeks, but here you are. You are okay. So now you're the fan, you're the you're the owner of the Mike Gabler fan club, and I'm just going to step aside this I week because sure I don't the have Gabler. I don't have him anywhere near as high. But Gabler's <laughs> been such a polarizing character, Zach. Mm-hmm. Without telling us where you have him, because we'll just kind of go through this. But what are you thinking about his game and the edit that he's getting? Yeah, I've heard him described as the Gabler enablers as like the uh, <laughs> fan base name. If you want to jump I like on, that. I mean, I love him. I love what he brings to the show. Um, I think that like if I were out there on the island with him, I probably would have had a difficult time working with him. I just think that we like kind of you know, as much as we might get along in real life, um, wouldn't have gelled on the island. And I think he's playing. I think what's fun about Gabler is he's playing in a way that's maybe like unexpected for his archetype. Mm-hmm. Um, like he is out there thinking he is out there making moves in a way that you look at someone like Mike Gabler and you kind of imagine maybe more of like a Rick from South Pacific, but like, that's absolutely not who he is. Like he is a real <laughs> player. I will say that I don't have him at number one right now. Mm-hmm. And even if we're talking like edit stuff, I mean, this nine ten. I feel like we, conventionally say like oh a smaller character usually is going to go in the 910 but we've lost we lost david and kelly in the 910 spot mm-hmm. we lost uh tory who was a huge yeah. character we lost nasir and evie like i mean we, and they're Rox, not afraid to yeah and roxroy was just coming off his massive episode because he mm-hmm. was the hourglass guy so he was coming off yeah, a huge they, episode they didn't have choice with that unfortunately they didn't but yeah but still to me I think it's just telling how when you have these, it doesn't matter what was right before it. If their hand is forced, like you're saying, there's really nothing that they can do. Exactly. Um, but I, I have, I'm sticking with my number one as Carla. Uh, Carla still has an idol that it doesn't seem like anybody knows about. I'm sure James does know, but I don't think James is going to use knowledge as power to take it from her. Um, Carla was kind of the one getting most of the hate on the internet this week, which was so mind blowing to me because she had been like, perfect nobody like nothing could touch her and then all of a sudden it was just like a flip on her because a woman because janine got voted out and it seemed like carla was in control who could have saved janine from going and um carla's really taken it in stride and she had white castle for the first time this week and loved it and so because of that <laughs> love that for her i have to put her at number one because i also love white castle and i'm visiting my in-laws right now and there's a white castle like 15 minutes from their house and that means i get to eat it for like the one time this year that i'll get to eat it so carla Wait, good on you is- White Castle is disgusting. Oh, and Zach, you have been booted from the chat. Yeah, okay. let's kick him off. Like, <laughs> hit the remove there, Alexa. Um, <laughs> love me some White Castle. Carla also loves White Castle. But I really just think, if you're looking at it from a gameplay perspective, Carla is in the know on everything. Sammy, Zach, like you were saying, was playing a really good social game. First person he went to was Carla to say, would you be okay with doing this? Carla said yes. Carla really was the deciding factor in that vote, I think. I think she elected to just vote out Janine to keep James happy because I think Carla is looking at it right now that if all things stay the same, she goes to the end with James and Cassidy. She thinks she's going to win the game. So why try to mess that up and why try to piss off James? Let him get Janine, worry about it later. But I think that she will eventually turn on James because he's just going to try to push for too much power. And when that happens, Carla's just going to be sitting pretty. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll add on to that just because I, I also have Carla at number two. Um, she is aware of James' knowledge of power, even though it sounds like everybody is, but she's also, not Nicole, Noelle tells her about her steal a vote. And so people just go to Carla and tell her things. 
And especially if you tell her about advantages. And I think in these two tribals that are going to be five people, it we are probably going to see either like some form of advantage or idol played. And so I think the fact that Carla has probably the most knowledge out of anybody, except for probably Jesse, about where everything is, she's probably in a really good place. I didn't have her at number one because she's sitting too pretty, but I think she's okay. And also because Gabler had free number one. And because us. you're a Gabler enabler. I love it. Zach. <laughs> I love Thank that you so, so much, much for bringing yeah. that up. <laughs> no, Zach, who's one. your number have guys, two? Have you guys seen the uh, Gabler Galleon? Oh, yeah. Best thing to come out of Survivor Renda right Renetta, now. Yeah. It started with the Strunk Train, and now they made it into like a Gabler pirate ship. It's a. Uh, the, one of the highlights of the Reddit. Pretty much every week, Phil, they add like a different thing that happened onto the pirate ship. It's oh really gosh, hard to explain. That is so incredible. I'm looking at it right now, but that is absolutely incredible. And I mm -hmm. love that she's wearing the ACDC shirt looking off into the distance. Yeah. <laughs> so look at the um, look at the pirate, like the flag as well, because they gave a little mm -hmm. nod to, uh, to my boy Strunk. That's why. Why is it him? Because <laughs> well, he started had the Strunk, with the Strunk train. train. Oh, that's right. So okay. last year there was a train with all this stuff too. It's unbelievable. That's great. Well done, Reddit. You're never yeah. going to hear that again. You've done all something right. good. Um, so should I say we're, because I, I don't have Carla at two, but I have her pretty close to that. Yeah, yeah go ahead. You if you want to jump a I little bit. I have Carla at three. So okay. I pretty much agree with everything you guys say. I think that she is also playing an amazing game and that she is probably, I can't see a world where she goes next time. But I have number two at uh, the guy who I think played had maybe the most like jaw-dropping moment of the season so far, which was Jesse with the um the Janine idol reveal. He now has two idols. It I don't I still don't even know like how much of that was his like amazing gameplay of getting that idol versus it just kind of like falling in his lap in an amazing way. But let him uh, have this exceptional moment in the show. And I think that he is also playing a really smart game. He has two idols, it seems like technically. Um one of them is just completely unknown. And I feel like what's so great about Jesse's position is he's playing really smart. We know he's got like a really good head on his shoulders. Mm -hmm. But also like if you're going to take a shot, I can't imagine anyone taking the shot at Jesse. And even if they did, he has the protection. Yeah. And and he's he's so protected too because I think if you're looking at that alliance of seven, he is in the upper half of that alliance in everybody's mind. Like, Sammy is probably thinking Jesse's in his upper half. Cody definitely is thinking that. Carla is thinking that. Like, everybody is planning to take Jesse to at least four. And I think that that is a good sign for Jesse, especially when you're sitting on two idols. I ultimately think he will give the idol back to Cody. I think it would probably yeah. be bad gameplay to not, because if Cody says, can I have my idol back? And Jesse says no, and then Cody gets voted out. Cody's not voting for Jesse to win. Right. And if, you know any other million if, scenarios if it's asked for if he asks for it back yeah you have to give it back because you don't want to like blow up your game over this but if cody just if this five five split happens and cody just happens to disappear then all of a sudden that idol is his that idol is his and and i do wonder if when they hear that it's the five five split are they going to have time to really resort out all of this stuff? Because normally they split and then one tribe goes to one beach and the other tribe goes to the other. And if Jesse is still holding on to Cody's idol, he can just play dumb. If Jesse sits before the jury and Cody's over there and say, I couldn't do anything to save you. Yeah. There's nothing. I think it's, yeah, it's definitely, I'm nervous for Cody that he hasn't asked for it yet, because I think that's like a huge sign. Jesse's my number three for mm -hmm. all of the above mentioned reasons. 
I think it's a great sign of how much Cody trusts Jesse that he isn't concerned about getting it back, but we are very much in the individual game portion and Cody really is going to need it back, especially at how the seven almost just imploded. Yeah. Um, but it would feel odd for like at the top of this episode for Cody to be like, Hey Jesse, I want it back. Cause it's not where like the story is right now. Mm-hmm. Do you think Zach, obviously you've been a huge fan your entire life. Do you think that it is getting too predictable that at final 10, we're getting this split and that is becoming too easy for the players. Do you think that we're going to see a mix up on this and maybe not in 44, but 45 and 46. Um, I think, I think we will. I mean, we will see a mix up eventually. It seems like they're, you know, Survivor keeps things the exact same until they don't, right? Like we saw Exile Island in 10 seasons in a row just for them to never do it again. Same with like Redemption Island back to back. It feels like, oh, that's permanent until it's not. Um, You know, Legacy Advantage, they do all these things until they get bored of them. So we're definitely going to see it back. I think the part that I don't like about it the most is that we're just losing this crucial final nine vote where we've Mm -hmm. seen so many great moves and like great survivor moments have happened at the final nine. Um, and to lose that, I feel like is probably the biggest loss in all this, but I don't hate the split tribal. I think in terms of like twists they've done, it's probably one of the fairer and like more interesting ones. It probably should be a 12 and 11. Like if you're really looking at it from that standpoint, 12 and 11 is not a bad place to do this because I completely agree with you. Final nine, there's been some epic votes. I mean, I just always go back to Marquesas. The first real game-changing move in Survivor history happened at final nine. And you're taking away an odd number vote that matters. Whereas final 11, we just saw it with Janine. Final 11 very rarely is a split vote or anybody trying to make a power play or anything. It's too early in the game, so a lot of people are willing to go with the status quo. Um, I, I would like to see it moved. And that's just where I wonder, Alexa, you had mentioned it. Like, it's going to be a bad look if Cody asks right at the top of the episode. But if Cody says, hey, what if we get split up? I want my idol back. Now it makes sense because it has happened for, I don't I don't think it happened. In, did it happen in Winners at War? I mean, I know it happened in 39, and I think it happened in. It didn't happen in uh, Winners at War. And also at Winners in uh, 39, it happened at 11 and 10, weirdly enough. And somebody, and somebody was out? Somebody was like an odd man out? No, I just think it was six and five. Oh, interesting. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, my number two. So I have to do mine. Um, my number two, man, he could have had this setup episode of all time last week um, just to fall flat on his face this week. But I have Owen. I think Owen is mm-hmm. a legit, legit contender to win this game. I loved his episode last week. And I like him like being self-aware enough that he isn't really in the know with a lot of what's going on and wanting to correct that. And we see such a change in his person, like from the beginning of that episode to the end. And at the very end, when he says, I just want to be on the bus, I don't care where I sit, but I want to be on the bus. I think that's showing his adaptability. And I think that while in some cases that might look bad of, Oh, he's just following and whatever. Mm -hmm. I actually think it was a good thing for Owen because it's showing that he's now worked his way into something after back-to-back weeks of just not knowing what was going on, which I thought was shocking. Cause I thought he did know what was going on. Um, and then at number three, I do have Jesse um, because everything that you guys all said, like Jesse's just playing like Jesse has everything so set up for him right now. And especially at this split vote, if Cody goes home and never gets that idol back, Jesse's at final eight with two idols in his pockets. Well, just pencil him in for the final three. Now, like it's, it's, ridiculous how much power this guy would have in the game and his social game 
is good enough that he might not even need this power. He might be able to get the final three and just hold up the two idols and say, look, I had both. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we haven't seen a successful idol play since, what was it? I mean, when was the last time we saw one? A long time. I'm trying did to get think. One? Did we get one? We didn't get it in 42 or 41. No. Did we get it in 40? 39, we got a, a Krishma. So is that the last? I think that might be the last time? one. Wow. Love that. It's hard to remember. Yeah, because I was just doing, Alexa, I was updating the fantasy points, and, and I was, okay, for correct idol play, nothing. Correct no advantage one. play, nothing. Nobody has played anything. They all have this ammunition, but nobody's played anything. And if, if um, what's his name, James, were to ask Jesse, do you have an idol? And Jesse says, yes, I do. And he gives up Cody's, let's say, next week because Cody goes home this week. Okay, but guess what? I still have Janine's. Like, Cody is immune to the knowledge's power right now. That's insane. That's really cool. Um, oh, winners at war. Sandra got voted out. That's right. Oh, yes. right. That's one. <laughs> um, oh, gosh. Oh, no, that's really interesting mechanics because Jesse has a choice of what to give James. So you have to give him Cody's because then you can't give Janine's back to Cody. Mm -hmm. right. So I don't know. I think that could be interesting. But yeah, we're running out of like the people to advantages ratio is getting very tight. Mm -hmm. So I feel like like this week, we're definitely going to see something disappear or get used. Yeah. I feel like the one to use, if it's a five person, if it's essentially two tribes of five, the one to use is um, the vote steal. I mm -hmm. assume totally. that Noel still has it. I don't know where it's been passed to or whatever with all of the messiness. I think she got it back. I forget so I'm just going to assume she got it back because I can't like, we, it could literally be in anyone's pockets. Like we don't know. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that's, where like a real power shift could occur if one does happen this week. And, and what makes that so powerful too, is you're at five, you take that, you, all you need is one other person on your right. side, but for Noel, it could still not work. Like she still does need somebody else on her side. And this could very easily split up where she doesn't have that, which is pretty wild to think that you could play a steal a vote on a five person tribe and still go home with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would I would assume that if she my hope would be that if she's with any of Owen, Gabler, or maybe Sammy, um, that that would be enough for them to like kind of do that flip. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, she but, gave it to Owen. So I have to assume Owen gave it back. Okay, or even if Owen has it, I mean, it's still the same, the same good news and like possibly having like a blind side here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. All right. Who's your number four, Zach? So my number four is um, someone I don't know if we've mentioned yet, but I have Cassidy just because I feel like she's been playing a really good game, like under the radar, hasn't has been able to like make moves and kind of like um, be a part of the conversation without like becoming the conversation itself. And I think that if a big move is going to happen, if a flip is going to occur, which I think it could, I don't think that it's going to like hit Cassidy. And she was so blatant that, she wants one of the men to go home at this point. She's just tired of it. It's frustrating her and all that, that mm -hmm. I do think if she were to end up on a tribe with Noel, she would be the person Noel could go to with a, totally. Hey, I have a steal a vote. We can't get the numbers, but let's take out James. Who's pissing you off right now. And that would be a really good move for Noel. But I also don't think it would necessarily be a bad move for Cassidy because Cassidy right now, for as I think she's playing really well, but I think she's playing a second place game because I think the way she is navigating it right now, I think she would lose to Carla or James. And I think she needs to find a way to get out of that. Where When is she going to start playing a first-place game? 
that's hard to do. It's hard to know that moment, but that's where I think this could be her time. I don't know. I feel like we've also, though, seen people play like subtler games in the past few seasons and get rewarded for it. Mm-hmm. Like, I think probably three out of the past four games that have won, we saw that. Um, so I kind of think that like she can just chill out, wait till final seven, final six, make her big move that like puts her on the map and, you know, just run away with the game there. So I don't know if this would be the best time for her to like completely flip the game and join the underdogs especially when those underdogs are owen who i think would be a huge jury threat noel who i think would be a huge jury threat like i don't know i think it's a risk there's a lot of jury threats right now it's it's what's interesting right now is i think ryan's really the only one who's not putting himself in any position to get any votes but if you don't go to the end with ryan i think everybody else could get at least one i think even gabler could get a vote or two depending on how he ends this game i think that there's a there's an underdog story there and people connect with those um as we saw with with marianne I mean, Marianne wiped the floor with Mike at Final Tribal Council when people admitted they came in not knowing that they were going to vote for Marianne. She just knew what to do and knew where to hit everybody, and it worked. Um, that is a good point, though, Zach, with the with this, you know, uh, subtler games. Cassidy started off getting barely any screen time. She was she was the missing person on the island, and she's really picked it up in like the last six, seven episodes. I mean, it's been consistent now for a couple episodes. Yeah, and I think that's a good thing. A lot thing. of talk edit, by the way. Mm-hmm. She was quiet at the start, but she was quiet with the key confessional of being like, I'm not going to play too big at the start. Mm-hmm. Like she got that little confessional that you need, like the Erica lamb to lion thing that you need if you're going to be a quieter winner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll go to my number four, but people in the chat are saying that the group was revealed in a preview and I just looked for it and can't find it. So yeah. if you all could do your internet thing and, Post that in the just, chat. That'd be huge. Please don't pull it off like spoiled survivor. Yeah, please don't that, do it. Yeah. If that's the <laughs> case, know. then don't send it. Yeah. Um, so with that, um, I actually had Sammy a little lower, but Zach, you're, you gave so, a sound argument. I'm going to have Sammy at number four. Um, I was originally nervous because he was a quote unquote like dissenter of this group, but people were bought in to doing it. It just ended up not coming to fruition. And you do make a good point what group of four people would have to be on the same island and say, we have to get rid of Sammy? Or I guess which, what group of three? Because he's pretty much already tied to everybody. And that's a huge testament to him. So I actually think Sammy's probably safe. And it looks like... If those are real, Alexa, you might want to start changing your power rankings now. Yeah. <laughs> no, I can't I, I, know. I have no problem. I have no problem with this. Let me... Can you click comment, Zach? Do you have the button up on the right side for you? Oh, yeah, you? I can. Okay. So you click like that. That's the live comments going on there. Gabler, Cassidy, Ryan, Jesse, Cody versus Sammy, Owen, Carla, James, and Noel. I'm not I'm not changing anything. Is this yeah, can is this like a hundred percent confirmed? Because I wouldn't want to like do the whole podcast like yeah. assuming this and have it be wrong. But if it's I'm... confirmed, then we can all adjust with this accordingly. Yeah, I'm probably just gonna keep mine. But the but... people who are saying it, yeah, it's not like I don't okay. Somebody said I saw I saw some like press pics of like that group of five together, but it could have just been that group of five talking. Like that doesn't mean that they were And they could have just even if it was like it looked like they were split at the challenge, they could have just been standing next to yeah. each other. It is board. two different people saying that. Okay. Well, I'm gonna right, stick well... with I'm gonna stick with acting like I don't know because yeah. you know, that's only somewhat confirmed, Zach. If you want to bounce around a little bit, that's okay. Um, but I always say link me. I want to see the picture. I want to see this, you know. Like I don't I don't trust any of you people. Um my number four, I am gonna put 
uh, I'm going to put Cassidy, not Cassidy, I'm sorry, Gabler. Because even if those things are real, you might sit there and say, okay, Cassidy, Ryan, Jesse, and Cody are voting out Gabler. Not going to happen. If that is a real group, that is a real tribe, Gabler is not going to be the one who goes home, even though he seems like the obvious boot. Um, I think that is where a move actually could be made and to take out um, one of the other people there. So I'm going to put Gabler at number four, and I'm going to uh, I'm gonna just hope that he finds a way to navigate this, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's interesting. I uh, Okay. <laughs> Zach, I feel like you're like, okay, where am I actually going to put these people now? I know. Now, I'm, I'm you're in it little... to win. You're not in it to just come on here and get one point. No, I'm just – I'm trying to do the arithmetics in my head – and I'm trying to basically see if I agree with you. And like in the in the abstract, if I agree with you on Gabler being so safe, because both of you guys have Gabler much, um, much lower than I do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm also trying to look at it in terms of like these potential break, like these groups. And I do agree. I think that Gabler, I still think he's in danger because I still think there's always that possibility of like, this is a boring season and Gabler is an easy vote. Mm-hmm. But I also think that this is probably a good setup, especially to end up with Ryan mm-hmm. um, for Gabler. Yeah. And and I think Jesse and Cody could always try to say to Cassie, should we get rid of Ryan this time? Like, you know, as we didn't do it last time, but that's what you wanted. Do you want to get Cassidy wants her revenge against Ryan? We heard that last week. I, I compared it to Courtney wanting Jean Robert out of the game. If Cassidy wants it that bad, this is the perfect time to make it happen. Yeah. And Jesse and Cody could see um, Gabler as this like number that they can pick up. They're the ones that protected Gabler. There was already enough talk about getting Ryan out that it wouldn't be like this huge betrayal. They could just be like, hey, yeah, Ryan was scrambling. It was his time to go. Yeah. So I think, I think, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I like that. Okay. Well, so too bad, though, we're not going to get Jesse with two idols and nothing else because now Cody's on his team. So that goes mm-hmm. that. Um, all right. Who do you have at number five, Zach? I have, I mean, speaking on this topic, I have Cody at number five because mm-hmm. I feel like he's just in a good position. I don't think despite, um, you know, we've gotten to see a lot of Cody this season, but I don't think he's been portrayed as like a threat. I don't think we've seen anyone be like, we need to get Cody out of here or he's going to like run away with this game. So I think, especially with this breakdown, I don't think there's really a chance that Cody would go home. And um, I I think he's safe. I have the same thing. I have Cody at number five. I really like Cody's position right now. Um, The only way that Cody would have, would be in trouble this week is if he just ended up with completely the wrong people, but it's hard for him to end up with completely the wrong people. So I like Cody's position and Cody still, it's crazy to me. Cody is still the confessional leader on this season because he had like 23 or 24 confessionals in the first three episodes. But I feel like Cody really has taken a back seat the last several weeks. And especially since the merge, I don't feel like Cody has been the star of this season by any means, but he's still in a good enough position that I think he has legs still in this game. I don't know if he's going to be able to win. I don't know if he's even gonna be able to get the final three to put himself in a position to win, but Cody still has enough ammunition and he's got enough allies that he's in a pretty good spot. He is starting to become really threatening, though, because even though he hasn't won immunity, he has finished second in both challenges, and they were very different challenges. One was completely strength-based. The other was a little random. Cody was in both of them, and that's scary if you're looking at this from an individual perspective. I also have Cody at number five, and I was originally kind of nervous for him, but I think after seeing this, because this could be an opportunity for Jesse to get rid of him, but it seems like kind of a bad way to... It seems like a 
bad time to just burn your closest ally and put them as the second person on the jury. So I think Cody is probably in a safe spot, um, especially seeing the tribe breakout. He is going to be with Jesse. So that idol is probably going to be interchangeable between the two of them. Um, so I think Cody's going to be okay. All right. Zach, who's you got? Who you got at six? We're in the back half now. So these are yeah. people that should be going home or could, right? Yeah. I think that um, I basically had it break broken down, honestly, like that as the first five being the ones sammy jesse carla cassidy and cody being the five that i could not in any world see get voted out and the other five i have um i could see mm -hmm. going out uh one and two here so i had number six at noel and i stand by that with this um with this breakdown and it's not like i don't like her position at all in the game i think that she is someone that is like she's got that horrible combination of being in the minority and also insanely inspirational. And that is like bad person danger. <laughs> yeah. To, uh, to have, but I think where she's really getting benefited here is having a vote steal at a split tribal. Mm -hmm. And it seeming like she has an ally in Owen, um, mm -hmm. that will vote with her. And if that's the case, I mean, or even Sammy might vote mm -hmm. with her. She might not even need to use it. So I think that she'll be safe here. And then I really am scared of her or scared for her um, right after, basically. Mm -hmm. So if this is a real, if this alleged split, Noel is in a phenomenal spot. Unless James is the winner of the individual immunity challenge that we're going to see. Mm. Because there is going to be an individual immunity challenge. There's going to be an immunity one for each of the split. And if James were to win that, Carla has an idol. And if Carla gets any hint that she's going home, she's going to play it. And Noelle could end up in a position where her vote still doesn't actually help her at all. Um, it seems like Noelle and Owen would want to vote together, but I don't know if Owen's going to want to vote out Sammy. I mean, I think that Sammy has shown the willingness to work with them enough that I think that he would maybe want to stick with Owen. And if that's the case, Noel puts herself, Noel's in just a lot of trouble just because I don't really see any situation where Carla plays her idol for um, James. So if James is the target, I think that Carla will just let that happen. Um, I could see, I could see her uh, playing her idol on him. If she were in the world where she was to uh, win individual immunity. You know, what's, mm -hmm. you know what's killing me with this split, though? If this is the real split, mm -hmm. they telegraphed so much that it was Sammy who went to Carla, Owen and Noel were willing, and there's James just sitting there ready to be voted out now. Like, it's so – it just feels like it's there. And I know that they were talking about Ryan, but I feel like James is just in the position right now of, man, they were – Sammy, Owen, and Noel were, like, this close to putting a flip on that seven, and this is a perfect time to do it with how this breakout happened. Do you really think that it's going to be – it's just going to be the uh... – the, the Godfather curse of we're basically gonna see James get Carled. <laughs> I as had soon as James, you get that name, you go yeah. home. I had James very low in my power rankings anyway. I did. Mm -hmm. I had him very low in my power rankings anyway. This might have made me move him to ten. I haven't decided yet, but I had him very low mm -hmm. anyway. I just think James is getting the. All right, he's getting cocky, and when you start getting yeah. cocky, you're always doomed. But um, I'm gonna put Sammy at number six. Um, so I, I think Sammy's in a good spot. I don't have him quite as safe as you do, Zach, because you you really think he's safe, but. I just think Sammy is probably one of the most impressive young players ever had. I mean, the guy's 19 years old. He's out there and he's killing it. He's confident. He knows what he's doing. He knows what he wants to do and it's working. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, yeah Sammy's great. Um, I have Cassidy at number six and Noel at number seven. I think you guys, I, I, I like what you said about like Cat, 
Cassidy wants to get rid of Ryan. Nobody really wants to get rid of Cassidy. I think James has a target on his back. Ryan has a target on his back. Cassidy put herself out there by, I think, purposely voting incorrectly, saying, I want to play if somebody wants to play with me. So I think that's a really good position for her. And then Noelle, I still have her in the bottom half because she doesn't have a ton of allies, and the ones she has, I think, are pretty loosely held. And her vote steal is absolutely perfect However, for this situation that they're in. However, she tells Carla, and Carla can either use that with her or do what she did with Gio and use it as a great excuse to get rid of Noelle. My, I'm, my inkling goes there just because, like, Carla has a history of doing that and it working out super well. Um, and also, you know, it's a small group. It's a little easier to stick with the people, you know. Yeah, I, I feel more confident in Cassidy staying than I do in Noelle staying at this point. I think mm-hmm. um, even with her steal a vote, I think that there's ways that this could go wrong for Noelle because Noelle has felt very solo in this game. And um, even with this breakout, Sammy and Owen feel like they're probably tighter than Noelle and Owen are, even if Owen feels like he's on the outs. But Owen's only real way in might be working with Sammy. So is he going to really be willing to give that up to then turn around and just vote with Noelle? I don't think so. So I I think Cassidy's in a better spot, which is why I have her at seven. So Cassidy I have just being a little... Mm -hmm. But with two people going home this week, I'm pretty much saying she is right there on the cusp of being one of those two people. But I think she's in an okay spot. And um, I think she's going to get her way in this next episode. Well, for me, for seven, I'm going to make my one single adjustment uh, in this thing, looking at these, which I'm going to switch my seven and eight. And so my seven is now uh, Mr. Mike Gabler. And I think I definitely don't see him as, as safe as you guys are because... I think that as much as like people might not be looking at him, I also think that the easy vote is always going to be one that's like exceptionally appealing, especially when it's kind of like a chaotic neutral player like Mike Gabler is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do think there's like a real world, especially looking at these breakdowns where, yeah, they could make the move, flip on Ryan. He's like an easy kind of... Um, well, basically, I just think that the next episode with these breakdowns is going to be Ryan or Gabler. It's going to be like one of those two are going home from that tribe. So I don't think he's that safe, even if I do lean that it's going to be Ryan. Yeah. And that's where I'm at, too. I, I'm leaning towards Ryan with Cassidy wanting revenge. Ryan's sitting right there on a silver platter and Ryan is not well connected. And this is a good time for Cody and Jesse and Gabler to take a little bit of control away from Coco because Coco still has four. Mm-hmm. They're the only tribe with four. And now you can get rid of that and even it back up going into final nine with three, three, three. Now, granted, somebody else is going to go home either right after or right before. So there's not much you can do about that. But this is a good time to weaken Coco with somebody that you go back to your alliance. They're not going to be that angry with you. Right. Yeah. I mean, who are they? They're what? They're going to be upset at all of them. Yeah. Like you can't really if the entire alliance makes a move without you, you kind of just have to like suck it up. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, okay. So what number are we at there? So we're all coming up to eight. So this is the last person that we actually think is going to survive this episode, but you know, we're putting them on the cusp, but we think they're going to survive. Zach, who's your last surviving player here? My last surviving player who was seven, but now is eight is I have the breakdown doesn't look too great for him in my opinion, but I still think he's going to find a way out of it. So I have James at number eight. I feel like James is being kind of you know, built up as this uh, 
you know, King James, Godfather James <laughs> style uh, character, which I love. And I'm always a huge fan of that kind mm-hmm. of archetype. Um, and he was also cracking me up this entire episode. I love like the, uh, I, I love, I, I loved James. Um, but I think that he's definitely in danger with this breakdown. If the advantages go the wrong way, if he doesn't win immunity, I think that he could be getting voted out. But I have enough trust in his social game and like in what we've seen of him so far that I still think, barring advantages, um, that I have an easier time seeing the move not being made and James, Carla, and Sammy sticking together mm-hmm. and getting out one of Owen or Noel. And then it just comes down to, because James also has the knowledge of power, so any advantages. You know what? Wait, sorry to interrupt. That's a really interesting thing, though. Um, so I'm just throwing this up on there because it's kind of where I think your mind is going, right? Tell us about the vote steal. The two of them control the vote. Here's the issue, though. They're supposed to be played at the exact same time, and the order would have mm. completely different results. Mm-hmm. Like if Noel shouts out, I want to use my vote steal, that can't be stolen anymore. Whereas mm-hmm. if he shouts out, I want to use my knowledge as power, her vote steal and steals that, that can't be used anymore. Because they're both played before the vote. They're not played after the yeah, vote. That's interesting. Could be it's a like, race. Who raises their hand? And that and that's actually really fun because a lot of times people will wait and kind of play chicken a little bit and let the other person go first and then play their idol to see if the other person played their idol or something. But now you have to be first because if Noel misses her chance and James steals it, Noel's done. But if Noel plays hers first, James is sitting there with the knowledge of power that can't do anything to help them. It's very yeah. interesting. Then he'll steal Carla's idol and play it for himself, and Carla will go home, and then the internet really will explode. Um, <laughs> It'll be good for Carla, though. She'll be, you know, no yeah. more, uh, yeah, no more. Carla games. will be the first person off the boat for the All Star season. That is for sure. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say Noel is my last safe player, and I'm gonna put James at nine and Ryan at ten. So I'm killing mine here, but mainly just because I wasn't, I was gonna have James at eight as the last safe person, and then Noel going home mm-hmm. um but the reason i'm going to put noel is safe is just because there's a couple inroads for her here it's just going to be a matter of what can she do with them but i see more outs for her than i do for james in this situation and i think james has a little too much power for his own good and i i think he could be blinded by that and thinking that everything is going to go well with sammy everything's going to go well with owen maybe he's just not concerned with it and he just gets a little too greedy with that knowledge of power. Now it would just be easy for him to play the knowledge of power, but Zach, you brought up a great point. If he doesn't play it on time, then what is, uh, I don't know. Like that could be a really fun tribal council. That could be like an all timer. If it works out this way. Yeah. Yeah. I, so you think that um, Sammy is more like just kind of discarding a lot uh, advantages because mm-hmm. it seems like a little bit of a wash. Do you think that Sammy is more likely to flip than to kind of stay with his alliance here? I do. And my reason is you flip now. And if on the other side, you're looking at it and, and let's, let's say Sammy goes to tribal council second, right? So first he gets over there and he sees Ryan sitting on the jury. We saw how much that can impact your mentality going into a vote. When you see who's sitting on the other side, if he sees Ryan sitting on the other side, he says, if I get rid of James, I just moved up two spots in this group of seven that I thought I was at the bottom of and I'm with Noel and I'm with And they can't just be mad at me because Cody and Jesse clearly and Cassidy, somebody just did something too. Now if he goes first, maybe he doesn't flip, but I do think Sammy wants to make the big move. I think he's really concerned that he's not going to make it. And by doing this, 
he might piss Carla off, but where is Carla going to go? He might actually position himself to become Carla's number one by voting off her closest ally. Now, she might not trust him at all after this, but there's a lot of reasons that you can use to vote James out of this game right now. And Sammy can probably spin that based on how I've seen him going. Yeah, I think my biggest fear, if I were Sammy, looking at this breakdown, is I would look at it and I would be like, who do I feel as we're getting down into it after this, it's going to be final eight. Now we're like, we're in end game pretty much. We're like one away from end game. And I would really be looking at like potential, like who can I possibly beat in a jury? Mm-hmm. And I think that Owen and Noel, I look at as two of the bigger like jury threats um, as like the underdogs who somehow managed to scrap. And I look at Carla and James. I actually think that they would possibly be easier to beat. Maybe not Carla, I think that James, I could see a world where like with all of this dialogue around like the Godfather and whatever of people like not wanting to vote for James. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think Sammy could possibly see that as well. I kind of hope that that's his uh, path to the end. Um, And Carla obviously has been getting like this amazing edit. We've been seeing so much. We know that she is an idol, but I think it's possible that like in the moment playing the game, you might not see her as, as big of a threat as she might be in reality. That's true. That's true. People might not be looking at it because that's how Marianne was, right? Like we started to get the hint that Marianne's going to win this thing. But for everybody out there, it was too, by the time they realized it was too late. Um, and and I think that's a good point. Carla might be a fan favorite here, but that doesn't mean that everybody on the island thinks that she's going to beat them if they go to the end. Um, I don't know. I just think Sammy wants to make a move. I think we have to see a teenage, a teenage brain cell right in this guy. We haven't seen it yet. He says some funny things, but we haven't seen it yet. Like there's gotta be that teenage moment that's coming where he just, he can't be this composed already. Like he can't. We'll have to see. It's interesting. All right. Here's what I've been noodling on for the past 10 minutes. So (laughs) I'm going to finish this out. So I have Owen at number eight, which means I think James is going to be the one to go home from that alleged group. I have Ryan at number nine because I think Ryan already has the target on his back. He's on the same time with Cassidy. It's sort of an inoffensive vote if it's sort of a you know broken up group of people. And Carla is going to get a two for one. Noel is going to tell Carla about her steal a vote and then steal James's vote. Get rid of James. There you go. So Carl, wait, so or Noel steals James's vote so that Noel raises her hand before James raises his hand. Mm-hmm. That way, James goes home. His knowledge, his power goes home and the extra vote goes home, too. Mm-hmm. So then you clear out two advantages. You get rid of who's probably your closest ally in James, but somebody who is probably frustrating people with his overconfidence. And you get rid of a guy, which is also something that they've been talking about. I mean, I think that for Carla, it would just be so, I feel like it would be so bad for her game to lose who seems to be her closest ally and the person that she can trust the most. And also, I look at it as a total positive if James is rubbing some people the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. I'm like, oh, this is my close ally that I can probably beat in the end. How um, do we differentiate the two of you sitting at final three? This is giving you that moment to differentiate. And I feel like if I were Carla, I would be doing everything that I can to keep James, keep Coco numbers. I mean, I think Carla, like, you know, Carla's dream would just to be Coco strong till the very end and like have the four of them in final try or final four. And then I feel like she's got, I think, a good shot. 
Now, here's here because we haven't seen this really happen with the seal vote, but what if Sammy's name is coming up, right? Like, what if they do say, hey, why don't we vote out Sammy? Sammy's kind of being whatever. And then what if Noelle steals Sammy's vote to make it look like she's in with this group and now Sammy can't do anything mm -hmm. and actually takes Sammy's vote to vote out James because then Owen would be the other person to be voting with Noelle. If Noelle and Owen are already voting together, they could steal Sammy's vote, even if Sammy was going to vote with them anyway, to kind of protect Sammy and say, okay, now you're not the one who has to look like the bad guy. And Carla then wouldn't really know that James is the one who's going to get the votes in this situation. She might think, okay, they're going to vote out Sammy because that's mm -hmm. whose vote they stole. I just, whatever happens in that hypothetical, the reason why I don't see Carla playing her idol for James, if James is being targeted, is because you're at final eight with an idol on Survivor. And she is still feeling close with Jesse. I think she's still feeling close with Cassidy. And then Jesse is still close with Cody. So you're at final eight on Survivor, and you should still have an alliance of, of four. And, and you should still be okay. And, and now a lot of advantages are going away. I don't think she would play it for him. You're putting yourself, okay, great. James is still there. But what is that? How do you protect yourself now next week? Well, her. Okay. No, this just is getting into my like um, my nine and ten, which mm -hmm. is I agree on Ryan. I think that Ryan is kind of in the in the mold of a Roxroy and a Nasir, like mm -hmm. a member of the majority. That's really easy to just kind of like plop out without ruffling too many feathers. Um, but I think that James is not that. I think that James being eliminated from the game would cause huge shifts and huge mm -hmm. waves. And I think it's more likely, unfortunately, um, uh, well, not just unfortunately, because I also love uh, James, but unfortunately, because I love Owen, I think it's more likely to look at Owen as like, here is a player who is a demonstrated super fan, who is in the minority, who's clearly a smart guy, who we have right here sitting here that we can just vote out, who just won immunity, has proven himself in the challenges. I think that this, they would be, I think that it would be really, really dangerous at this point, especially in modern Survivor, where someone can just idle and immunity themselves to the end, mm -hmm. to not just take out the clear biggest threat right now, which I think is Owen. Owen's also riding some momentum, and you don't want the person in the minority alliance, <laughs> if you're a majority member, to be riding the momentum. Yeah. Um, so who are your – so what order do you have them in? I have um, – I'll switch them now. I originally had Owen at the bottom, but I'll say Owen 9 and then um, – ryan 10 just because i think that this setup is really good for owen and really bad for ryan um but i think that i, I see owen i see the michael yerger spot i mm -hmm. see evie um even like tori i just feel like uh it's that underdog that's got some momentum that you need to like get out before it's too late yeah mm -hmm. i think that's fair so that's your 10 here but before before we let you go who is your winner pick on this season and, and how do you how do you kind of see this playing out? So my winner pick is um my winner pick is Jesse. Uh it was at the start, and i my thing is I, I feel like the past three seasons have had someone that just like kind of like gave winner energy to me. No, mm. none of the previous two have won. Um, but for <laughs> me it was 41. I felt like Ricard kind of gave mm -hmm. that, like just looking at his cast photo, like you get that vibe. I thought Chanel gave that on my season. Um incorrect. Same. Yeah. Same, same. Uh, and then 43, I thought it was Jesse, um, was just the person that I looked at and got the, and especially like, I mean, his story is so cool. And like, 
he's he's been getting the edit too so i'm gonna stick with jesse and i kind of not to be like a downer or anything but i could see this being like a pretty easy like get out owen get out ryan get out noel and then like really like make it down to like the six or seven with the group Mm -hmm. i think our discussion is making this more exciting this very easily like you said could be two two minority bids and that's that yeah but hopefully not Hopefully not. I mean, even I, I feel like Ryan is like that classic, like in the majority, but like, you know, not really. He hasn't been in the majority. Like he is, yeah. but he has, you know, he doesn't, yeah. he's in there because of he's a number and it's, he's expendable though, whenever they want to get rid of him. And that he does. I mean, Nasir and Rockstar is a great comparison, great comparisons to what Ryan and they both went at this spot. So mm-hmm. bye-bye Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> and then I feel like Tori and Evie are the, uh, the Owens. Like they mm-hmm. were in the minority. They were, um clearly big threats clearly like strategic minds um and just got snipped here unfortunately yeah i think those are good comparisons for sure um all right i just want to run through i'm only going to name like the top people real quick but i just want to do this because i haven't done it all year alexa is winning the power rankings game so like i said this is a spoiler heavy season that alexa is winning all of them <laughs> for um but no so alexa is 77 points Kim Ferguson and Andy Vogel both have 71. I have 70, so I'm not doing too bad. Austin Garcelle has 69. Um, McKenna, what happened? You just stopped. You stopped. McKenna did so poorly her first two that she told me she just gave up. She just gave up. I know she was too busy keeping our podcast afloat. And then for the fantasy game right now, the leader is Kim Ferguson with 48 and a half. So Kim could win both. Uh, Forrest DeGroat has 45 and a half. Celestina also has 45 and a half. As I said earlier, uh, Ian Moorhead has 30 and a half. And the only person left on his team is James, who we all have pretty low in our power rankings this week. Uh, In terms of Alexa, you versus me versus Robert versus Vaughn, uh, I'm winning. So I just wanted to say that really loud. And to the surprise of nobody, Robert is in last. So, um, (laughs) so yeah. The sun rises and sets. It does, right? So I'm winning. Vaughn's in second. Alexa, you're in third. And Robert is sitting pretty with just Cassidy on his fantasy team remaining. But um zach thank you so much for coming back and and kind of starting this back up we already have another person lined up which we'll announce on wednesday night uh just in case anything happens between now and then but we have somebody else lined up and and i think it's all going to start from just like zach being so excited to come on this podcast and us being so excited that somebody said yes (laughs) hey i'm i'm first you're first sure are that's you got to just put that as your your tagline for i'm first (laughs) (laughs) nobody needs to know what it means you're just first (laughs) right exactly uh no but thank you so much for having me this was um such a such a joy i've been um watching the survivor specialist for a year i mean i I haven't recently because you know trauma but uh (laughs) but i've always loved the podcast and especially like you know you guys have always well you know when i got voted out um uh pre-merge i was like well i'm not gonna get like I was like, oh, but I can do a postseason interview with Phil and Alexa. Because mm-hmm. remember, you guys, you had Bradley. You guys all, you guys mm-hmm. have everyone. Jessica uh, Pete. You guys, had, uh, yeah. congrats to Jessica Pete on her wedding. Yeah, seriously. congrats to her. Yeah. To a World Series um, champion. Okay, love that. Uh, but yeah, it was a, uh, it was a joy, and thank you so much for having me. Yeah, this is great of course, Thank of you. course. And unfortunately, we couldn't have a full interview, but we got this, which was a lot of fun and exciting, and. Maybe, Alexa, in, maybe in two plus years. Someday. Two plus years. We'll we'll <laughs> finally get the tell all from Zach, right. everybody. For May season 25th, 42 uh... <laughs> yeah, we, we have the date ready to go. Zach is scheduled for 8 p.m. Central <laughs> time that night. Um, we are so stoked. But Alexa, tell everybody what to do in the meantime. 
oh my gosh, okay, follow us on Twitter, on Instagram. I'm posting again because I have a lot more frame time than I used to. So <laughs> make sure to follow us on all social media. Um, McKenna, who has given up on playing our fantasy game, is running our podcast uh, on the back end. So she is helping out with all of her Patreon podcast. We have $1, $5, $10, and $20 tiers. $20 is the best bang for your buck. You honestly get like triple the content that free people get. So definitely take advantage of that. We have uh, the challenge. We have Amazing Race. Phil has his after show uh, Thursday mornings. Um, and tune in Wednesday right after the episode Eastern time for our recap of this very exciting double boot. Thank you again, Zach, for coming on. It's had a great time. Yeah, thank you. Bye, everyone.